I'm Satya Nelms and this is Our Mother's Gardens. On this show, we discuss the seeds our mother sowed in us, the ways we have grown, and how we learn to blossom. In this space, Black women that have learned to define success on their own terms share stories of their beginnings, healing, and thriving. Welcome and thank you for being a part of this community of mamas, grandmamas, aunties, sisters, cousins, daughters, and friends. Today we are in the garden with Mel Chante. Mel is a poet, author of Brown Butter, and a multifaceted artist. Her soothing voice combines spoken word, storytelling, and melody into a rhythmic experience. Originally from Boston, Massachusetts, Mel is currently living in Brooklyn. She's the creator of self-talk platform Vow to Self and host of its podcast and leads meditations on the Shine app. She's performed and toured in major cities across the U.S. and Europe, including New York City, Chicago, Charlotte, Atlanta, Copenhagen, Berlin, and London. Last year, she released her debut EP, Flow, available on all music streaming services and is currently working on a full-length album. For more on Mel, visit melchante.com. When you hear the word mother, how does that word feel for you? What words come to mind? What, how do you define that word? When I hear the word mother, I think spirit comes to mind, um, strength comes to mind, peace comes to mind, love comes to mind, um, nurturing. You know, I think that it's so many things that come to mind and I feel like that's what a mother is she's she's so many things she encompasses so many things um yeah yeah so what did you know or rather who do you identify as your mother or as your mothers who are the mothers or mother in your life yeah so I identify my birth mother as my mother Um, I grew up with her and yeah, it was, it was her because we were in a single parent household, but we would also see my dad, you know, on the weekends and like when we could type of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a lot of my mom, (laughs) my mom, you know, raising us, me and my, um, siblings. So I have two older sisters and then I also have younger siblings now too. So yeah. So what did you know about your mom when you were when you were growing up and what have you learned about your mom as you've gotten older? So what I knew about my mom growing up was that she was working a lot, you know, she was a single mom. She was she was working like all these different types of jobs, but she was present. You know, she would she was there with us. She would come home with like treats from a long shift. You know, I remember waiting up for her sometimes. Um, she worked at like this deli, this like corner store um, that was open late, you know. So I just remember her like sacrificing a lot, you know, like just just doing what she could to make sure that we were provided for and we didn't really feel lack. And I feel like that was important because it probably could have been like a lot going on. I'm pretty sure there was a lot going on, but we didn't know, you know. I just right. feel like she carried it gracefully mm-hmm. and um yeah, I always admired that, you know, how much strength she had and, like, the heart that she still had, like, 
even if she was tired, she was she was never too tired to love. Mm. Um, and so I think that always stood out to me. And then, like, I guess now what I'm seeing is it's just it, it amazes me more because she's basically like how old I am now or like, you know, just like how when you get older, you kind of see your your mom as like, like, like you, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, wow, she's literally just like me. She's probably feeling how I'm feeling, you know. She's probably just like going through it, like I'm going through it, you know, and just like, and she still is carrying all these other things and and wearing all these other hats at the same time, but not, you know, allowing things to stop her from doing the things she has to do. So Mm. I think I just, yeah, I I just see her as like me Mm. now. And I'm like, oh my gosh, she was doing all this, girl. I don't know how you did it. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that's how I see it now. Yeah, it's crazy when you like, reach the age that your mother was when she had you or when she became a parent because Mm -hmm. it like like you take stock of where you are in life right and what you're going through like you said and like what you're going through and like where your head's at and all these other things and it's like oh right like (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like you always think of your parents as like adults on another level right right right. like they're like out of the world (laughs) right right but at the end of the day they're people right yeah 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 Mm -hmm. so you talked about your mom doing a lot to provide for you guys for you and your siblings how did you feel that she like tailored her parenting specifically for you like what did she do for you specifically that was in alignment with what you needed as a kid? For me specifically. <laughs> well, she, I think that she just, I always felt like we had like this connection. I, I'm sure children or like parents feel that they have connection with their kids, you know, just in general. But I did always feel like we had this extra kind of like spiritual connection mm-hmm. just because it's almost like we would, we would be so in sync sometimes, you know, like mm-hmm. I would, I would think something and or think of her and she'll call me or like I'm feeling afraid about something and she calls me or like, you know, it's just like the timing of everything. Whenever she would say something to me was always a time when I needed to hear it. So I feel like she was very um, she was very intuitive and um, she used a lot of like affirmations, like words of words of affirmation. And I feel like she implanted how important words are to me and, um and just like. You know, the way that I, even like things that we say on our regular basis, you know, mm-hmm. um, just like I feel like the, the languages that we use typically, not everything has a positive connotation. So like growing up, it was always like we had to be extra mindful of the things that we were saying. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that that it just kind of made me have a, another relationship with words mm-hmm. and um, the way that I, the way that I use words today, the way I think about words and the, the words that I think and the words that I say, the words that I write. You know, so I feel like it, it was very um, intentional for me because I'm I'm very connected with words, I feel. Mm. And um, yeah, I think she just always sensed that I was creative. So I was always put in like piano lessons and band in school and these art classes. And my sister, she wasn't really, she didn't really like the piano lessons and stuff. But so it was like we would, she would try to put both of us in it, but then basically my sister wouldn't like it and I would like it. So then I would stay and then like she'll find other things like that. So I think like she, she was just learning and she saw mm. um, what she felt she could feed and um, she went from there. Mm. 
I love that you said that she was learning and that, and it sounds like she was letting you all watch her learn and like figure it out, which is so, so cool. And so I think important because again, when you think of your parents as like adults on another level, and then that's coupled with them always behaving like they know and like they've got it all figured out, it feeds into that. So that's, that's really cool that, you know, you were able to watch her learn and that she let you, you know, watch Mm -hmm. her learn. So was there anything as you were growing up that you felt like, I wish this had been done differently, or I wish that, you know, I wish that, that, that my mom's parenting had been different in this way. Hmm. I think the only thing that I I could sense was just like the, the friction or like tension between her and my dad, mm-hmm. you know? And so because we were like in separate homes, we had to like choose, you know, which holidays to spend with who, mm-hmm. you know, like that type of thing. Or, um, you know, if we were supposed to hang out with him one weekend and then it didn't end up happening, you know, I could, I could see how that would make her feel a type of way, you know? So I think, I think that dynamic had a impact on how I viewed just relationships and like relating, you know, between, um, parents, parenting. And, um, yeah, I think that's, that's the main thing that I feel like kind of stood out for my childhood. And, I just, she didn't really have anyone taking care of her, you know, Mm -hmm. the way she was taking care of us. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that was something that was like, wow, it kind of puts that, that subconsciously it puts a fear in you Mm -hmm. that, you know, you don't want to repeat that. So you talked about your mom, like pouring into other people and, and caring for other people. Did you see her? take care of herself at all because you're you said you didn't she didn't really have anyone outside of herself to to take care of her in the way that she was taking care of others but did she take time to as we call it now (laughs) self-care but did she yeah did she self-mother did she take care of herself I think the way I, I definitely feel like the way she took care of herself was through her um connection with God. And, you know, she, she was a singer, she's a singer, you know, so we grew up, I would just grow up hearing her singing. And like, sometimes when she was singing, she would cry, you know, Mm. or like, you know, I would, I would just hear her expressing herself, you know, and I feel like that was kind of her time away to kind of like self-soothe and heal and connect with God, you know, while she's like, um, also shedding the things that she may have been holding in. So I did, I do acknowledge that as a form of self-care. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think as, as she's gotten older, she's been more, um, she's been learning from us, you know, and how me and my sisters are and how we, you know, are intentional with taking time to ourselves and like creating boundaries and, you know, treating ourselves and going to the spa, you know, just like doing little things that right now, getting our nails done now, she like gets her nails done, you know? So I've been seeing like the changes that as, She's gotten older and like, she's such a good listener. Like she just, she always was open to me. And she would always say to me, like she had a nickname for me. It was listen to Lissa because my full name is Melissa. And so she would always like ask me stuff and like, you know, like listen to what I was saying. And I feel like she's 
she's been taking that to heart even more and how she's been just like reading more and like affirming herself more and like, yeah, just being more intentional about what she's eating um, and stuff like that. So yeah, I think it's, it's just been a journey for her. Mm. Like for everyone, I guess. Yeah. 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 So what do you think was a lesson or what are some of the lessons that you think your mom wanted you to walk away from your upbringing with? I think some of the lessons, let's see. I definitely feel like, you know, like pursuing the things that I want to pursue. I think that's, that's something, especially now that I'm, I don't have any kids yet. You know, I think that's, that's something that I could tell, I I know she wanted to do, you know, before she wanted to, you know, um, like finish school and stuff. And like, she doesn't, she even asked us like, yeah, what do you guys think my purpose is? You know, like, she's like asking us these questions now. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like, boo, (laughs) you know, but I feel like she went, ended up going back to school years later and doing and um, finishing and getting her degree and stuff. So that was cool to see. Um, but I think she just wants us to do what makes us happy mm-hmm. and she's going to be there to support, you know, I feel like I can, I can always count on her to be there for me. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I think a big thing is she wants us to be able to be happy. That's all she says. She, she wants us to be happy. Um, and I think she wants us also to have a partner that we can, you know, build with and trust and have an honesty with, you know, someone who, um, yes, I think trust is just a big thing for her. And so I think that would also be a thing. And plus, she's always like, you live in New York, you're, you're by yourself. You know, I think she just thinks that if I, if I also had a partner, <laughs> I think it would give her a little bit more peace of mind. And plus, my other two sisters are married. And so, like, it's like me now, you know. Um, and, and, yeah, I think that that's something that she's waiting, for, waiting to have. And I think that that's something that she thinks would um, just, like, add more value to everything that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, another lesson. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think the main thing is like words and like energy. Mm-hmm. Um, she was very intentional about, you know, the, the people we were around, you know, and what we're accepting from them, you know, when, like when people are speaking, like, I don't know, it's, it just kind of gets like, not like deep, but she was just very like, for example, like if we're eating, if we're eating out with somebody, um, maybe their energy isn't the most positive energy. And then I come home and she just notices my energy is a little different, even though I didn't say I went out with anybody. I didn't tell her what I did. She's like, oh, you was around somebody? You know, she's <laughs> like, she always knew. And I feel like that was, it's just made me more aware of the energy that we carry and how easily we can kind of take on someone else's energy. So I think it just made me more mindful of protecting my energy, but also like cleansing myself. And even, you know, it's not like I can avoid, I can avoid everything, you know? So like Mm -hmm. just knowing how to be prepared when you are around different people and, you know, people are speaking, are you receiving what they're saying? If it's like something negative or are you kind of like listening, but not accepting it, you know? And Mm -hmm. I feel like that was something that she also taught me. Um, Yeah. Yeah. When you consider all of the ways that she poured into you, providing for you and, you know, showing you how 
she expressed herself creatively through singing and how she supported your own your creativity how has that impacted the way you move through the world professionally in your friendships in other kinds of relationships how how does it show up in those ways how she was creatively and how supportive she was mm-hmm. i think that me just seeing how loving she is and how willing she is to serve people mm-hmm. is is a huge thing for me because i feel like i believe that we're all here to serve you know and i feel like she does it just so like that's just who she is that's who she she's always been she was always serving people mm-hmm. um and not even just like me and my siblings but also you know she um was a foster mom too so we would have different children come in and stay with us for like you know different periods at a time sometimes for over a year sometimes for mm-hmm. a few months you know so we i was always around people who mm-hmm. weren't like technically my family mm-hmm. but it just taught me that you know i'm supposed to be open to everybody i'm supposed mm-hmm. to you know love everyone you know mm-hmm. it's not just the people who are blood you know we are all here together we're all supposed to serve and help each other um so i think that that was something that um that shaped how i see my art today and how i see it as a service you know i see it as i'm supposed to be giving you know i'm supposed to be you know speaking life into people like just like how she was speaking life into me you know and um i'm supposed to be doing what i can with what i can with what happens instead of you know um withholding you know even if i don't have that much mm-hmm. um so i think that i just learned a lot about just giving and being more selfless and serving mm-hmm. um and i feel like that's what kind of carries me today that's beautiful that's oh thank you <laughs> thank you for sharing <laughs> that um how did how did your mom approach raising a black girl who would become a black woman? How did being a black girl, how did it feel being mothered as a black girl? Hmm. Hmm. To be honest, I don't think it was like a like a super conscious thing. I think that my mom was just very I think I'm more more so identified with with God, you know, and my father was very like black black. <laughs> like he was like his he had a whole like a uh, clothing line called Black Truth. He had a website called Black Truth. He was a poet, you know, so he was very like rah. So I feel like I'm very <laughs> I take after him a lot <laughs> because like, you know, I'm doing a lot of things that he used to do. Mm-hmm. Um and I feel like that's what kind of created that balance between like you know, my spirituality or like, you know, my beliefs and, um, you know, my, my reverence for, for blackness. Mm. Um, and I think that, I think that I just always, I just saw it as us being black. I never really saw it as a huge distinction until it was like, I went to school and, um, even in school, I didn't really, I don't think I was aware of the Mm. dynamics as much until I look back in hindsight. You know, I grew up in Boston and Boston was was a very like it was segregated, but it wasn't like in your face segregated. You know, it was like all these like little subliminal things. So I didn't even really realize how intense it was until like 
maybe college or after, you know, and I'm like looking back like, wow, like, yeah, all the white kids did sit over there in one corner and the black kids were over there. Oh yeah, they did like say these types of things to me, you know? Mm-hmm. So I feel like I was, I kind of grew up, I didn't even see it as that, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I think what made me more aware of it was my father. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I'm wondering what it what your mother equipped you with that allowed it to be something that you recognize in hindsight, but not something that affected you in like, as you were living it. Hmm. What did she, I think that, trying to think specifically because I honestly I'm just laughing because I feel like I'm so similar to my dad (laughs) that like my dad was the one who didn't take you know he was always just like um vocal and like Mm -hmm. people respected him and like he was like you know like he he could just say something and people wouldn't ask him about it you know and Mm -hmm. I feel like with my mom it was more so like she was just so nice and like calm and like you know peaceful you know so I feel like I kind of had to learn the the other side Mm. of it from mostly like my dad, you know? And I feel like that's kind of where a lot of it came out. Mm. Right, right, right. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so thinking about the way that you were raised and the impact that it had on you, if someone were to ask your advice and say, what's something that I should keep front of mind? while mothering what is something that you observed or directly learned or experienced through your mother's mothering that you would say that you would pay forward to someone else and say this is what I think you should remember Mm -hmm. I think people should remember you know the power of words and how words are alive you know and especially when we're children we're so so much more um like sponges, you know, we, we receive, we, we take things in. Mm-hmm. And I also feel like, like we're more connected to like that spiritual side when we were kids. And so we can even like manifest things quicker in a way. Mm-hmm. And so like when you tell a child something, they believe it. And I think it's just so important that we, you know, make sure that we're saying things that lifts them up, you know, and that, that feeds them and that feeds their beliefs and their dreams and their trust, you know, instead of like, um, you know, putting your fears or your doubts or your experiences onto them. I think it's important to kind of, you know, make sure that we're intentionally pouring love, intentionally pouring peace, intentionally pouring encouragement, intentionally, you know, pouring dreams, you know, like, I, I just think it's important that we feed that in kids and also, you know, feed the things that we see that they're excelling in, you know, mm-hmm. feed their creativity, feed their skills, and I feel like that um, it just helps them become more disciplined and also just learn themselves and what they like and, and gives them their own ways of being and thinking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love that. The things that you tell your children, they will believe. So feed them things you want them to, to believe in. Mm-hmm. That's... 
I mean, it sounds simple, but it's so true because, you know, that first internal voice is the voice of whoever you're spending the most time with, whatever parent or guardian that you, you know, are spending the most time with, their voice becomes your voice until you can create your own. Mm -hmm. Um, So thinking about that, what of your mother's voice do you hear in your head? Or if not, what does she say? When do you, because you said you guys have this like spiritual connection. Mm -hmm. So when do you feel her with you? Like in what, when, when, what are you going through when you feel her with you? Hmm. I feel like the, the main times where it was like, I felt her was like when something was going to happen that, or I was doing something I shouldn't have done basically, or I shouldn't have been doing. It was mm-hmm. almost like a foreshadow. I feel like she was so good at being like, Oh, listen, boom, boom, boom. And then I'd be like, I wouldn't listen to her. And then when I didn't listen to her, something would happen. Like every, mm-hmm. like some stuff like that, or, you know, um, like my dreams, you know, I, I had dreamed very vividly. And so I share, I talked to her about my dreams, you know, and, and she also dreams. Mm-hmm. And so like, there's that. And then, you know, just different experiences that we've had when I was like younger that I remember, cause I would see things and she would see things. Mm-hmm. And so like, sometimes we'd, we'd be together and we'd see something and then we'd be like, you saw that. And she was like, yeah, you know, so it's like stuff like that where I, I haven't experienced that with anyone else. It's mm-hmm. always been with my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, even like when it comes to people, you know, like if I'm around a certain person or something and she'll say, hey, don't hang around that person, you know, and then I end up hanging around them and then my car breaks down on my way back home or like, mm-hmm. you know, so it's just like, it was always like, she would just know, you know, the people I was around or like if I came home, and someone at school gave me something. I wouldn't tell her I got anything. I would just come home. She'd be like, did someone give you something today? You know, like some, like stuff like that, where I'm just mm-hmm. like, oh, gosh. <laughs> and I would, I would want to say no, because I knew she was going to, like, put it outside or throw it away, you know, stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I just feel like it's, it's taught me so much about, you know, just, like, interacting with the world, because not everybody has the same intentions or spirit. Mm-hmm. as as you do mm-hmm. um i honestly don't even remember what the question was no. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good yeah no i was just asking when do you feel her with you but it sounds oh. like it sounds like you feel her with you all the time because you are feeling the energy of the situation and you learn to do that from her mm-hmm. yeah 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 that's a good way to put it yeah <laughs> But also, like, there's times I feel her when I'm not supposed to, like, like, if I'm about to go into a situation and I shouldn't be going into that situation for some reason, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, her spirit knows. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like in those moments, like, she'll call me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why are you calling me? Like, it'll be like a random time where she doesn't, re- like, usually call. Mm-hmm. So then it's like almost like she she can feel me when mm-hmm. I'm when something's off or, yeah. That's an amazing connection to have with your mother. I mean, to have with any person, but for it to be, you know, the person who brought you into the world, that just feels Mm -hmm. incredibly special. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this episode of Our Mother's Gardens. 
If you want to support the show, you can make a sustaining donation on Patreon by visiting our page, Our Mother's Gardens. Please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and leave a review. You can also find us on Instagram at Our Mother's Gardens PC. Our Mother's Gardens is a Honey Bunch of Stinkweed production. The podcast features music produced by Bata.